introduced and informed us of many incidents, many things that will take place as we get closer to Qiyamah. The Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, the beloved companions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah ta'ala reward them handsomely, they did us the great favor of listening to these ahadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, these predictions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, believing in it, taking it to heart, and conveying it to the generation that came after them. And likewise, the generation that came after them conveyed it to the next and the next and the next, until finally these ahadith, these predictions, these warnings of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now reached us. But subhanallah, my dear brothers, the amazing part is that the earlier parts of the ummah, these predictions, these predictions, these prophecies of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they heard it, they believed in it, they studied it, they took it to heart. The scholars of the time tried their best to give an appropriate meaning to the sometimes ambiguous and sometimes confusing meanings of these ahadith. But subhanallah, my dear brothers, we are living in that time and that day and age and that era where not only are we reading these ahadiths of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not only are we studying these ahadiths of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but right before our eyes, in real time, we are seeing these predictions and these prophecies of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam unfolding right before our eyes. An example of this, my dear brothers, what's happening currently, the massacre, the genocide in Gaza, one imagines, one wonders, that how, how come in the modern world, in the so-called civilized world, can a genocide be allowed to take place right before the eyes of the world? But this is a prophecy of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, prophesied many, many years ago, that a time will come when the nations of the world will back each other. They will get together to, to destroy the ummah. The Sahaba asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that at that time will the Muslims be very small in number. Allah's Nabi said, no, you will not be small in number, but rather you will be very, very large in number. It's few million Jews living in, in, in Palestine. Just the surrounding countries, the Muslims of the surrounding countries account for hundreds of millions of Muslims. But still, nothing can be done. Why? Predicted 1400 years ago, The life of a believer will become worthless, it will become cheap, just like how the flood waters carries the debris and it carries the dirt, worthless, useless, like that will become the life of a believer. So predicted 1400 years ago by Nabi alayhi salatu but we are living in a time where we are seeing this unbefolding right before our eyes. Another example of this, my dear brothers, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, That Qiyamat will not come. Qiyamat will not come until the lands of the Arab become meadows. They become green and they begin to flow with rivers. My dear brothers, those people that perhaps have been there recently or perhaps seen pictures, uh, pictures of it, currently Makkah and Medina and the lands of Arabia are bursting with greenery. When a person looks at it, a person wonders if he is sitting in the desert of Arabia or he's sitting in the Drakensberg just after the summer rainfalls. Absolutely bursting with greenery, never seen before amongst, amongst uh, in our times. And this again, as again, my dear brothers, this was something that baffled the ulama of the past. 
They could not fathom that Makkah, which Quran Sharif describes as Wadin Zar, a barren uh, valley. They could not fathom and they could not imagine that a time will come when Makkah will be bursting with greenery. But lo and behold, my dear brothers, in our day and age, right before our eyes, we are seeing these prophecies of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam becoming reality. Another example, my dear brothers, Amul Asadah says, that when you see the buildings of Makkah going taller than the mountains of Makkah, they know very well that Qiyamah is close. My dear this hadith really baffled the ulama of the past. They could not fathom that the huge and imposing building uh, mountains of Makkah Mukarramah, Jabal Abi Qubais, Jabal Umar, Jabal Khandama, Jabal Qayqian, huge imposing mountains of Makkah Mukarramah. The ulama of the past could not fathom that how can this ever become a reality? How can the buildings of Makkah ever be taller than the mountains of Makkah? But my dear brothers, right before our eyes, predicted 1400 years ago, right before our eyes, we are seeing these prophecies and predictions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam unfolding right before our eyes. And my dear brothers, amongst the prophecies of Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam and the predictions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is that as we get closer to Qiyamah, you will see the emergence of fitan. Fitna, fitan means a child, a tribulation, a calamity, something that tests a person, tests the resolve of a, of a person, tests the faith of a person, tests the iman of a person. As we get closer to Qiyamah, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said that you will see the emergence of these trials, calamities, difficulties and tests. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned that these trials, tribulations and tests will have three qualities in them. Number one, like the dark parts of a night. My dear brothers, when the sun goes down at Maghrib time, yes, the sun has gone, but it's still a bit of brightness in the sky, there's still a bit of brightness around. But as the night progresses, it becomes darker and darker and darker. Likewise, a person will go through a fitna, a calamity, a trial, a tribulation. The ummah will go through some fitna, trial, tri- tribulation, calamity. And they will think that this is the worst fitna, the worst trial, tribulation, calamity that the ummah has ever seen. Only to find, only to find that the difficulty and hardship that comes after it will be darker, like the night gets darker, will be darker and more evil and more sinister than the fitna and the trial that they've experienced before. On one occasion, people came to Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu to complain to him about the treatment, the ill treatment that they were suffering at the hands of Hajjaj. So Anas radiallahu says, told people, it's bureau, or people make sabr. For certainly I heard your Nabi sallallahu saying, that no time, no day and age will come, no difficulty will come, except that the time after it, the difficulty after it will be worse than the one before. So one quality of these fitnas, my dear brothers, is that the fitna we are facing currently will face this. But the one that comes after will be more sinister and more evil than the one before. That's the first thing. The second thing, my dear brothers, the second quality Allah's Nabi said of these fitnas, of these time tribulations, He mentions that when they, st- when they start and when they begin, then they will, be- they will come fast and furious one after the other. Nabi Sallallahu gave an example. 
Allah's Nabi mentioned that how a person has a pearl necklace or he has a tasbih and a person snips that, 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 that thread of the necklace and how those beads will fall one after the other, one after the other, likewise these tribulations will come one after the other, one after the other. Umar described this trial of tribulation as Tamuju Kamujul Bahar. They'll come one after the other like the waves of the ocean. Perhaps it happened to us or you have seen it happen to somebody else. We're at the beach, a wave comes off, knocks us over our feet, a person off our feet, a person wakes up, he's still groggy, he's still wiping out, still finding his feet, wiping out the salt and the grit from his eyes, only to find that another wave comes and knocks the person over all over again. Likewise, my dear one fitna will come, the fitna, the trial and tribulation of COVID and all the death that he brought, and the, 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 the lockdowns and the difficulties, that just comes to an end and they were facing another fitna of riots and looting, and that just ends and then we're facing the fitna and the difficulty of flooding, and then we're facing the, the fitna of anarchy and lawlessness, and then the ummah is facing one massacre in one place, and one vulnerable and oppression in another place, one after the other, one after the other. And the third quality Allah's Nabi mentioned of these fitnas, minha sigharun wa minha kibarun. Some of these fitnas will be small, will be minor, it will be easy for the person to cope with it and navigate his way out of it. But some of them will be extremely major, like how we are seeing now, my dear brothers in Gaza, extremely major difficulty, hardship, to such an extent, Allah's Nabi mentioned, a person will walk past a qabr, he'll walk past a grave, and the person will begin to roll over that grave, and he will wail, and he will lament, Ya laytani kuntu sahib makan, kuntu makan sahib hadha al-qabr. Oh, how I wish, how I wish that I was the inmate of this qabr, I had passed away, and didn't have to live to see this trial and tribulation. So Allah's Nabi predicted, my dear brothers, that these fitnas, trials, tribulations will come to qiyam, come close to qiyamah. And Allah's Nabi mentioned that the knock-on effects, the ripple effects of these trials and tribulations will be yusbihur rajul mu'mina wa yumsi kafira wa qala yumsi mu'mina yusbihur kafira that you see a person in the morning he will be a believer he'll wake up in the morning he'll have iman in his heart but before the sun sets on that day before the sun sets on that day this person will suffer the greatest tragedy that any human being can ever suffer and that is this person will lose his iman understand my dear brothers for a person to lose all of his wealth undoubtedly a loss a tragedy for a person in one accident to lose all of his family undoubtedly a tragedy a loss. But this compares nothing in, 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 in nothing in comparison to a person losing his iman. Because the pain and the agony and a suffering the person will, 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 will experience for losing his wealth or losing his family will only be experienced until the person passes away. After his eyes close, that is the end of the pain and the suffering. But the, the pain and suffering and agony a person will experience for losing his iman will go on forever and forever and forever. So my dear brothers, the day and age, this the prophecy of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Perhaps, my dear brothers, we are living in that day and age where like so many other prophecies of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, we are seeing the, this prophecy become a reality and unfolding right before our eyes. My dear brothers, the, the, the fires of apostasy, the fires of irtidad are burning in our communities. Not long ago, in one of the masajid of Durban, one of the seniors of our country who has his finger on the pulse, he gave a Jummah talk. And in his talk, he mentioned, he says, he's from Gauteng, he says he cannot speak 
about our condition here in KwaZulu Natal. But what he can say about Gauteng is that nowadays you will barely meet a single person who can safely say that there is not a single member of my family, extended family, who has not lost his iman. In every family, every extended family, you will find one or two people who have lost iman. I myself, my dear brothers, in the last maybe four, maybe six months or so, I know of at least four to six people who have either lost their iman or they on the verge of losing iman. And these are not people who are far from the end. I'm quite sure that some of these people perhaps read salah in this very same masjid, standing right next to us. But the time has come, the fitna is such that these people have lost their iman. So my dear brother, the dear brothers, the worry and the concern, like how we are worried and rightfully so about the lives of our dear brothers and sisters in Gaza, definitely a worry, definitely a concern. We have to have that concern. With that, my dear brothers, we have to have a very great concern for our iman, the safety of our iman. How will we pass away? So a few things, my dear brothers, which we can do, which, which we're trying to do, to try to preserve our iman and hoping from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we pass away as believers. The first thing, my dear brothers, we have to once again reaffirm our belief in the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, La yadkhudul jannata illa mu'min. La yadkhudul jannah illa al-mu'min. Only and only a believer recited the kalima La ilaha illa Allah. Only that person will enter jannah. Jannah is uiddat lil muttaqin. It has been prepared and reserved only for the believers. Let us not, my dear brothers, let us not get carried away by the worldwide opinion and the worldwide view. It does not matter whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew. The main thing is for us to have unity. And in occasions like this, what's happening in Gaza, we see how much of unity they are talking about. In occasions like this. Let's have unity. Let's have one common place of prayer. Let us be united. Let us put our differences aside and let's come together. One of the senior muftis of South Africa, a few, or maybe last year sometime, he gave a talk in Cape Town. And he mentioned that many of the slogans of these people is very, very sweet on the outside. It sounds very appealing, very attractive, but it's rotten on the inside. So let's get together. Let's come together. It is not, you do not worry about whether you're a Christian or a Jew or a believer. Rather, it's about you know, coming, finding a common purpose, a common reason. Many people are saying, it does not matter what religion you follow. As long as you are a good person. As long as you are a good person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran Sharif debunks this kind of mentality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, we find a person will come and he will have mountains of good deeds. Mountains of good deeds. But Allah Ta'ala will reduce that mountain of good deeds into haba'a mansura. Why? Because the person lacks the active ingredient of iman. These actions will not be accepted in the court of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. What is haba'a mansura? Well, let me explain that how sometimes in some part of the day, you may have some sunlight coming through the window onto the carpet. A person sights the carpet and you see those small, small specks of dust kicking up from the carpet. That is haba'a mansura, worthless useless, carrying no weight whatsoever, no matter how good the person may have been as well. If the person does not have Iman, that person will never ever smell the fragrance of Jannah. On one occasion, our mother, Ummu Minin, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and I wish to digress for a moment, but it's something important to talk about. 
My dear brothers, in Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala referred to the, 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 the wives of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as Ummahatu'een, Wazwajuhu Ummahatuhum. Allah Ta'ala nowhere in the Quran ever referred to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as Abul Mu'minin. Allah never referred to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as Abul Mu'minin but he refers to his wives as Ummahat Mu'minin Ulama explain this is because a man, a male the highest degree, the highest distinction the highest accolade he can achieve is not of becoming a father he can go beyond that he can become a Rasul he can become a Nabi he can become Amirul Mu'minin but the highest distinction and the highest accolade and the highest position that a woman can reach is to become ummahat, become a umm, to become a mother. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by the highest title that a woman can ever be called and that is to become a umm. That is why in Quran Sharif Allah speaks about the wife of Fir'aun. The wife of Fir'aun despite being a queen and despite having everything at her disposal when they found Musa floating in the river she picked they pick him up and she says do not kill him perhaps we can take him as a son despite being a queen having everything at her disposal she still wished she still wished to be a mother so my dear boys the greatest one of the greatest needs today is for us to have pure mothers who are preserving themselves looking after themselves staying in the home we do not need women who will build careers. We need women who will build homes. Today, there are many women who have given birth to many children, but there are very few mothers. There are many women that have given birth to many children, but there are very few mothers. Today, we need to look into the lives of the great men of the Ummah and see the effect of the mother behind them. The likes Imam Bukhari, the likes Imam Shafi, Rahmatullahi. Go and study their lives. Mothers are not only great people, but they nurture and they, 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 they create people who will do great things. So, Ummah meaning Aisha radiallahu ta'ala on one occasion. And look at how, how intelligent she was, my dear brothers. Those deep probing Christians that extracted more knowledge from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we always find her asking these questions she's the only Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam my relative Abdullah bin Juran fantastic person what a generous person remarkable person but he passed away without Iman will he ever go to Jannah Allah Nabi said never ever he will never ever go to Jannah because not on a single day did he profess la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so the first important thing my dear brothers is that we have to reaffirm our belief in laid only a believer will enter Jannah. Secondly, my dear brothers, we have to have a genuine worry, a genuine concern for the safety of our Iman. Just as we are worried about our financial well-being, we have to be more concerned about our the safety of our Iman. Remember, my dear brothers, there are no guarantees in life. Ironically, the only surety and guarantee we have in life is death. Besides that, there are no guarantees in life. We sitting here today with Iman, may Allah preserve our Iman, but there is no guarantee that we will pass away with Iman. Ibn Abi Walika says, I came across 30 of the companions of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kulluhum yakhafun nifaqa ala nafsi. Every single one of those companions who I met was concerned and worried that he's a person who has lost his iman, he's a monafiq. Jubair bin Nufayr says on one occasion, I came to Hims, Homs, the house of Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala anhu. I found him in salah. At the end of his salah, I heard him seeking protection for the safety of his, asking for the safety of his iman. 
when he completed his his his, his, his salah, I said, Oh, but Dardam, the last person on the earth who should be concerned about the safety of his iman is you. Abu Dardam said, Allahumma ghafran, Allahumma ghafran, Allahumma ghafran. I see protection for such a thing. La ya'manul bala, ma ya'manul bala. That person who thinks and adopts a casual attitude towards the safety of his iman, in reality, that person's iman is a jeopardy. So a genuine concern, my dear brothers, that when I pass away, what will be the state of iman? There are no guarantees. I have to make the effort. Daily I have to take out time, more than one time, to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The man goes to work, entire day he hasn't eaten. He comes home, he will not go to bed until he eats something. A day should not pass, and, 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 and a day should not pass except that you make dua. Allahumma thabbitna ala al-iman, wa mitna ala al-iman. And lastly, my dear brothers, in this hadith that we're discussing, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Outstrip, go ahead of these trials and tribulations that will come, that will come. Go ahead of them by practicing good deeds. Acting and practicing and continuing with your good deeds, your salah, your tilawat of Quran, your charity, your zakat, your umrah, your hajj. Understand, my dear brothers, just as a person, may Allah save every person. Today, a person who is in hardcore drugs, it didn't happen overnight. The person didn't was today he was clean and the next day he was addicted to hardcore drugs. Rather, it started off slowly. The person perhaps started off with cigarettes, perhaps with some prescription drugs, and what it happened, what you call the snowball effect. It snowballed until the person came to such a stage that now he was addicted to hard drugs. Likewise, media, we do not find it happening. That the person today is in the first half of the masjid, and overnight the person loses his iman. Rather, it's a snowball effect. It starts off as something small. A person first shows no concern to get into the first half. He's not concerned about it. Then he goes into the second half, and then the third half. Then he's not coming for jama to the masjid. Then he's only coming for juma to the masjid. Slowly, gradually, Allah's Nabi said, لا يزال قومون يتأخرون عن الصف الأول حتى يأخرهم الله في النار. People will continue to not show concern for the first half of the masjid until such a time will come. This, 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 this lackadaisical attitude will result in the person completely losing his iman. So being firm on our amal, this goes a great way in preserving a, on our amal goes a great way in preserving our iman. You know, in English we have the saying: "Look after your sins; the rams will look after itself." What does it mean? Look after the small things; the bigger things will fall into place. A person is particular about his nafil, his sunnah will fall into place. The person is particular about his sunnah, his wajib will fall into place. The person is particular about his wajib, his funds will fall into place. The person is particular about his funds, Allah Ta'ala, inshaAllah, will safeguard the iman of that person. So my dear brothers, a real worry, a real concern, a genuine worry, speak to the ulama, a genuine worry, a genuine concern, my dear brothers, like so many other worries and concerns that we have currently facing and plaguing the ummah, a genuine concern is the safety and the safeguarding of iman. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to preserve our iman. Allah make us live with iman. Allah ta'ala make us pass away with iman. And tomorrow, day of qiyamah, as we sit here today as brothers, Allah in Jannah, ikhwan and surah al-asurun mutaqabilin, Allah ta'ala make us sit in Jannah. Brothers to each other, Allah give us understanding.